What is going on, people? Uh, this episode, I have Jeremy Kaufman, the CEO of Library, spelled L-B-R-Y dot com. Uh, and he'll explain what that is. He's also a dad and happens to be running for U.S. Senate in the state of New Hampshire around the Libertarian Party. And uh, we also talk about the Free State Project and him getting sued by the federal government and uh, a little bit about crypto. So uh, it uh, it has a little bit of everything. I uh, hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. Brendan at dadsww.com. If you can't stand it, you know it. Hate mail at dadsww.com. Thank you for listening. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan, and we have a a very uh, it's a special guest for me because I live in New Hampshire, and uh, but uh, he is the Libertarian candidate for U.S. Senate, Jeremy Kaufman. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's great to be here. I am. Also a dad. I have, yes, that's I have three boys, and I'm, I'm soon going to have a baby girl in January. Oh, so, my God. You got yeah. four. You're going to have four? Yeah. Oh, it's very man. exciting. So we had, yeah. uh, we had two boys and then a girl. So uh, you, you are in for a treat. You're yeah. <laughs> so I get, you know, I get invited on a lot of podcasts to talk politics or yeah. to talk business or whatever. But if we want to talk dads, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm gung ho. So. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, uh, like, like I said before, thank you so much for coming and absolutely. We're going to jump right into these dad questions. Uh, first one, what is your proudest dad moment? There's, oh, so, there's so many, so, I'm sure there's so, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so I'm, I'm like definitely jumping to, to recency uh, uh, bias, but my five-year-old uh, successfully made it across uh, the monkey bars uh, nice. today, which yes. is new for him. He had never made it all the way across. So yeah. That was very, uh, you know, very exciting. Um, and I'm definitely biased towards in a, uh, the old, you know, I'm thinking of like, oh, like, you know, they're learning to, you know, the oldest is learning to read and, and learning to math and so on. Um, but, uh, man, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's practically every day. They're like learning something new or accomplishing yeah. something new. You know, it's like, cause my oldest is five, right? My oldest is five. So, wow. so I don't, you know, I, there's not, um, you know, they're not, uh, uh, you know, astrophysicist, uh, actors, uh, which I expect all of them, uh, of course. Become. no, <laughs> you know, uh, no, completely getting very low pressure. Yeah, 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 uh, not but, at all. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So it's like, it's mostly like, just like, you know, it's, it's nonstop. They're acquiring some new skill or, or, you know, learning some new thing. And it's, 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 it's very fun. That is awesome. Yeah, to see those small victories in their faces, like after they do it, they're just like it's. It means the world to them, and they're just yeah. they're so excited. So yeah, I, I love that. Uh, all right, let's let's jump into the next one here. Uh, what new skill would you like to master? 
you've you've got so much free time, Jeremy. Where where do you think you can <laughs> where do you think you can I mean, jump in there? I, I've kind of I've I've largely achieved success in my life by like being like pretty good to very good, but not you know like I you know I I'm I have a broad you know base of things. I'm I'm a decent generalist, like being you know I, I um having started you know various companies and 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 grown things and been involved both at like early stage to middle and later stage of things, you know. So, um, I, uh, I, I do, I can't, I can't play, uh, an instrument. Oh, I will you. say that, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. uh, and there was a time when I was younger, uh, that I did spend time playing an instrument. I'm always wondering, you know, what would have happened if I had spent more time doing that? Not like I have any, like a rock star is not my personality. I couldn't deal it. I actually could not. That's not for me. Yeah. I couldn't deal with it. But, uh, but uh, yeah, like that is, I, you know, I want, I, especially because something I've been thinking about now that I have kids again, right? Because I like, I like the idea of them. I like music. I like the idea of them having a, uh, you know, an enriching environment that way. So that's a, that's a skill I've been wondering, hey, should I start, uh, you know, d- doing this along with my kids, you know, uh, relearning some of this? I have, I have like a very small amount of, I don't have zero knowledge, but I know like not very much. And so should I begin, you know, relearning all this stuff? Yeah. So I teach my kids a lot of stuff. I teach a lot of like math and science stuff and even English and history and you know, a whole bunch of things I'm excited to be teaching my children. But music is one where I'm like, I, you know, that's not, I don't, I, I'm, uh, I'm a little weaker there, you know, so. Yeah. I was actually in the band and uh, yeah. I, uh, um, but I was so awful. Like I, like, like I, more than one time, uh, the band instructor threw stuff at me. So yeah, yeah but yeah. it's like, it's like dancing, right? Like yeah. I, we do dancing where I do, uh, uh, we'll have like dance parties. We'll just put on a song and just dance, you know, for a couple of minutes. I think it's like a really oh, healthy yeah. activity. You move your body around. It's uh, yeah, this kind of thing. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's good to have an appreciation of it and understanding of oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, you know, they don't need to become Mozart or whatever, but just like, you know, making, and of course we have the instruments, we've got the recorder and the, yeah. and the xylophone and stuff around the house. So they get to play with them, but it's definitely one where like, Hey, I can start, I can start teaching my kids the basics about a lot of things. You know, I, I don't, I don't have much music wise past. Like, I think I still know the letters of the scales or whatever, but like, that's like, I don't know anything, you know? <laughs> well, so that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was actually in the band for years yeah. and I still couldn't yeah. teach them squat about music. Okay. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah. I was, I was that bad. So I don't know. I just hit a drum. That's it. So, uh, all right. Uh, I get that brings me on to, uh, my next question, which is, uh, what was the most important thing that your father passed on to you? Oh, uh, so, well, I, I, I was going to answer something, you know, sort of like more like lesson wiser, which, which is probably what's most important, Absolutely. uh, you know, which is your, uh, my, my father was a very like morally upstanding kind of guy, very honest kind of guy. I have a very young memory of like us, like finding money and returning it and me being like confused like why would you do that like, <laughs> you have a pocket you have a pocket just put it in there uh, but no he really instilled uh instilled those lessons in me i have um there's a there's a a, a poem by rudyard kipling if uh like uh and it's about becoming a man that uh poem was is a, we had a, a sort of stitched copy of that poem that hung outside of my bedroom when i was um a boy it's now in my kids room that same uh, that same copy of, of, of that poem. So that's a sort of concrete example of something that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm passing on, uh, to them. But in terms of, um, uh, well, I guess like, obviously like, you know, your sort of sentiment and so on is it's, it is a real thing when I say concrete, but like, but yeah, yeah like I, 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 I mean, my father really taught me, he's like, he taught me, he, you know, he had his own, 
he was a he was a morally upstanding guy. But he had his own code. He was going to do what he thought uh, was uh, was right. He would be the guy you know who would do. He would say what he thought was right, even if he was the two percent. You know, he would he would speak his you know uh, moral truth, and he was a very good guy. And so uh, yeah, that's that's definitely something that that he passed on to me. And my father and I wouldn't agree on everything we're uh, somewhat different you know we're uh, politically we disagree on things but yeah. that idea of like that hey you know you're gonna you're gonna be honest about you know where you're at and you're gonna you're gonna follow your morality and try to do the right thing uh, even if that's the unpopular thing uh is is definitely something that um you know stuck with me that that, that is huge because yeah. being an outlier is really difficult being yeah. you know being someone that is not you know, going with the group. I mean, they've done multiple studies where they bring people in the room and they actually give like everyone, everyone's part of it except for one person. And they give that person, they give everyone the wrong answer and they want them to say the wrong answer where the, where the real answer is really obvious. But the person who know who doesn't know anything goes along with the group with the wrong answer, even though they know the right answer, but they, but they're just too afraid of being that outlier. And yeah, I mean, it's the, the 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 poem that I was referencing that's that's in their uh, room. I, I I think it's like literally the opening lines. I might get it wrong, but it's like if you can keep your head when all men um, uh, doubt you, but make allowance, uh, you know, for their doubting uh, uh, too. Um, yeah. You know, if you and it's like you know if you can trust yourself, uh, you know, um, uh, even in these kinds of, of of situations, and like you know, you. Uh, you, but but while simultaneously having an understanding of it, right? Having yeah. this appreciation yeah. uh, for it. It's a very kind of, it's, it, I'd say it's relatively stoic, you know, uh, uh, that, 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 that kind of, which is also a sort of philosophy that's, you know, appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's, uh, well, that's, I'll uh, tell you what, that's yeah. definitely the first time we've got that answer. So. <laughs> that's awesome. But it's yeah. great. It's great. All right, here we go. Uh, this is a tough one. Um Toilet paper over or under? And, and keep in <laughs> Man, mind, Jeremy, I, I like there I is a, there is I'm a probably right an answer. over by default, but yeah. honestly, I don't. You don't, I don't care. care. You don't yeah. care. Oh, I no. feel like murdering someone if it goes the other way. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, so I guess it. I, you kind of answered this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there anyway. Uh, what's the one thing you hope your children learn from you? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that I suppose that was uh, part of. It. I'm I'm you know. I want them, I'm big on, you know, I want them things like, you know, doing their best, you know, trying their hardest, uh, you know, being true to themselves, you know, these kinds of attitudes. I'm big on um, a big one in terms of where they're at. I'm always asking them about, you know, like uh, um, just, you know, trying things, you're not being, it's okay to fail. You know, so, so that kind of um, having that kind of attitude in terms of whatever domain they might be in, like I, you know, I'm an, I'm, in, in, in business domains and, and technology domains. I don't care. You know, my kids can become musicians or whatever. Not to I don't know why I keep bringing back to music. I know something vastly different than either of those uh, two things. A baker, I, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, there's nothing, uh, but, but, you know, trying their best, you know, doing, doing the best that they can, pushing themselves, you know, to, 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 to be, you know, um, that, that, that kind of stuff whatever the domain is, you know, that I, it's the attitude that, uh, you know, that, uh, that it's important to me that yes. I want to encourage. Absolutely. All right. A couple more questions. All right. We're going to go with, uh, zombie apocalypse. Where are you going? 
what weapon are you bringing? <laughs> uh, well, uh, so, I mean, you know, what's the scenario? I mean, so I'm, uh, I live in New Hampshire as part of the, the free state project. I don't know if you, you knew that or you're familiar with that as part I of, am. uh, I am. you know, inviting me on here. But like, you know, I already feel like I'm part of a, a network of people <laughs> where like, you know, in the zombie apocalypse, like I'm not, I'm not an on my own, uh, I'm not on my own here. I've got a, you know, I've got a network, uh, I've got a network of people, uh, you know, here that I'd be a part of, you know, if you're on your own, right. It's all about weapons. If it really, if you're talking about that really collapsing, you know, type scenario, I mean, you know, uh, that is, that is something where it is people could, could, rapidly you know kind of turn turn against each other that kind of that kind of thing but i think you know here i think we'd be we'd be better off we're better you know situated we've got all these people a lot some a decent amount of which are very you know, survival oriented prepper uh oriented obviously plenty are and to be honest with about myself like i'm actually not i'm uh i'm a much more um uh i i'm actually pretty optimistic about uh, uh the future which can uh, be good. an unpopular opinion at times my... i love the people who are you know prepared for these kinds yeah. of things but i'm pretty optimistic uh but you know i would be um you know there's a number of free staters who i think are have compounds uh, you know prepared and i'd probably be there you know begging to work their farms <laughs> yeah. uh saying you know i have uh some child labor that's yeah. uh you know the, <laughs> uh yeah, because look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. I'm, I'm very embedded in a, uh, you know, I go, I go to the grocery store to get my eggs. You know, I don't have any chickens in the yeah, backyard. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just started asking that question, and uh, I've got some good answers. That's pretty funny. And some uh, one, uh, one guy I had on asked me like, where would you go? I'm like, I'm going to the cabin. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. like, what, what cabin? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just gonna find a cabin. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's because that's 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 the scary thing is I think like, you know, in that kind of scenario, like people if it it, which I think is very unrealistic or like zombies type scenario, these kinds of scenarios where like there's some kind of force that's tearing everything. I I think, you know, I think it's very unrealistic. I think I think it's very unrealistic that even, you know, America, even if America is, you know, it doesn't end up being the number one global power and so on in the future, like the idea that. There's going to be some of your foreign occupying, you know, this kind of, I think it's, I think it's crazy. Yeah. And Americans are better off. Uh, we're better prepared. There's more of that, that attitude of, uh, of resistance of, of this kind of thing. We're, we're better off than any country in the world in, in that regard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Although, you know, at first I was pretty scared when they started coming out with these shots, you know, you're like, this is how it starts, right? Like they rush out some crazy, like, you know, all right, we won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I can't wait to talk about your videos, uh, but I'm just kind of surprised you haven't come out with one of those yet, you know, <laughs> like, you know, but I know that might be a third rail. So, all right. Uh, uh, I, you know, COVID was something that to me was very offensive, the way that the government uh, reacted uh, to it. Uh, I'm not, I, you know, I'm someone who very much, it's all about individual choices. It's not absolutely. about, you know, COVID could have been even more serious than it, it, was i think it was somewhat serious but also somewhat overblown um but obviously like a real kind of thing that hurt some people hurt you know a lot of people but it's like even if it had been worse like it's still like you know to have the government be making these decisions for 
everyone. Like we need to be allowing people to be, people have different preferences. People want to tolerate different amounts of risk and, and, and so on. And, you know, I, I think it's the worst thing to be having society, you know, the sort of the most neurotic, the most scared people. I mean, these can't be the kinds of people that are determining the rules uh, for society, you know, which is, I think, what a lot had happened during COVID. I and mean, we can try to respect those people's preferences, but we can't let them be, be setting the rules for everyone. Absolutely. And that yeah. one of the first things I said was if the government can shut down your business, are you truly a free person? Really scary it, stuff. It, it, I mean, really, really scary. I mean, this is, it was a level of government interference um, that, like, I mean, in my lifetime, it's that and 9 11 are the two times that my government has been the scariest to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Two more questions and then we're going to, we'll get really get into it. Uh, uh, the one piece of advice you would give a new dad. It, so, well, I guess, what would you give yourself for advice? Uh, well, I'll tell you, <laughs> but honestly, you're not really going to be a new dad. I'm, and and I'll, I'll tell you the most common advice I'm telling other prospective dads, yeah. which is everyone makes it sound harder than it is. Now, let me tell you my, I'm largely dealing with like, like, pretty like smart neurotic people like there's a lot of my like where i'm like yo you guys like like look people you know, i'm always telling them like look people who are way less capable than you have like four kids have three kids like, you're gonna be fine <laughs> so be this fine. is i'm always doing this like kind of like talk because these are serious and it's a good thing they're concerned they take they're taking parenthood really seriously as they should good, yeah yeah, yeah. And, but like honestly like these are people like like you're taking it. There are people who have way more kids who take it way less seriously than you. And like, you need to be having more kids. You are a smart, reliable, capable person. Like I would like you to be having more children. And so I, you know, I'm always having this talk. Like, you know, I mean, even, um, um, uh, I was, having, I was literally having, you know, uh, actually I don't want to make it too, too tell too specific of a story, but like, yeah. I'm always having this encouragement, this towards these, cause this is a lot of my world is these types of, of people at work and, and so on. And so I'm always yeah. like, Hey, you know, people, um, like, it, and I'm not trying to say that it's easy. It's a serious decision and, and so on. But if you think about how casually some other people are making it, like I kind of wish like, some like of the it, more like idiocracy. Uh, yeah. Have yeah. you seen idiocracy? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm not endorsing that, uh, as a, as a conclusion, I don't think things are going to necessarily play. No, 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 yeah, no, like, no, no. But, but got, like in the beginning, yeah. but, but in the beginning, yeah. the, the rich couple is like, well, we're just waiting. We're having time. Yeah. But like yeah. Bubba's in the I'm trailer, like, no, you know, getting like 10 kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Please have kids. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's yeah. the most common piece of advice I'm, I'm giving is, you know, do it. Don't be, you know, yeah. don't be scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, that is, that is great advice. And especially after they have one, you know, two, like, you're like, yeah, this is, it's, yeah, honestly, it's easy. Like yeah. the first one, you're all they have. The second one just follows the first one yeah. around. If they're remotely, <laughs> like all of mine are about, uh, are about two years apart or a little under. And it's like, they, it's only like the, the third youngest, the third one right now, he just follows the other two around. He's like, doesn't he borderline doesn't like ask for our attention because the first one was like what did you you know constantly you're like so. hey can dad get a hug he goes yeah i guess so man i guess yeah no i want to play with my brothers outside yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, leave dad. me alone yeah. leave me alone yeah oh that's great like you're two why how where did you get this attitude from yeah. uh all right last question uh is a hot dog a sandwich Oh yeah um i i i would say uh yes um, if I have to answer that in a yes or no way, uh, I could practice politicianing and like try to split the baby. 
Um, I think it's, um, Sounds I think like it's trying really, to split the hot dog. I, I, my company is facing this, uh, big legal battle. Um, it's, uh, it's been, uh, covered in, you know, Forbes, uh, major, uh, you know, major, uh, uh, press, real clear politics, you know, all kinds of places. It's a big case for the cryptocurrency industry. And, um, it's going to set a precedent for thousands of companies. And, uh, it really is. It's like the, um, there were a bunch of laws and they all referred to the word sandwich. And then someone invented the hot dog, right? And yeah. then, like, a court is now, like, being asked to decide. <laughs> Trying to determine sandwich. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, that is the types of arguments. It's the same. I, I'm going through this at the, like, except it's, like, millions of dollars being spent on oh the conclusion God. of, like, is is a hot dog. And, like, but, the, but that's seriously what it is. Like, imagine you had all these laws written about sandwiches, and then someone invented the hot dog. And then there was all this money on the line as to, like, what the actual answer was. But, like, the law is unclear, right? It just says sandwich. Right, like it doesn't specify, uh, you know, because obviously, like the answer here is well, like you have a more specific yeah. definition of what a sandwich is. And if you and I disagree on whether a sandwich is a hot dog, then the answer is like you have some definition of a sandwich with different parameters or different contours than than I have a definition of a, of a sandwich, and that's perfectly fine with me. But like, you know, but this is law. We're supposed to have a rule of law. And laws are supposed to be clear, and it's like. And 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 the and I as the hot dog inventor, right? That's my role here. Is like I'm just getting killed because the government can't even decide. And like me, it's like, well, just tell me, am I a sandwich or not a sandwich? I actually just need to know which one I am. <laughs> just tell me. <laughs> you just know? Tell me. And they're like, well, wait five years and you can continue with your business. Yeah, we're just going to need uh, you to spend more very, money on yeah, lawyers. It's a very frustrating situation. Yeah. Well, why don't we? Uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll skip over uh, that last question and answer. I'll forget what you said, and then um, <laughs> why don't we get into library and uh, like what is it and explain it to me like I'm seven years old because um, yeah, I well, we can get into all of it. So, I mean, library gets quite um, complicated. Uh, you know, library is understanding library in its fullest way is like understanding you know, Bitcoin or HTTP or like core, you know, internet technologies. Um, what it most fundamentally does is it does the publishing, what Bitcoin does to money. What that means is that you can own your publishing identity. You can own your relationships with your audience in this way that the, there is no central party to get in the way. Like same with Bitcoin. You can't call up the CEO of Bitcoin and say, Hey, take this guy's money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do that for, for publishing. Um, most people, but that's like a art. That's already like a very nerdy definition. There's this website called, uh, and as well as in the app stores, uh, called Odyssey. O d y s e e. Yep. Uh, it's used by uh, a couple of million people every day, uh, more than thirty million people a month, um, uh, to uh, watch and consume videos. There's uh, uh, tens of millions of videos on there. There's all kinds of creators on there, uh, creators that you may have been like, hey, what happened to that guy? Um, uh, as well as like all kinds of, um, you know, interesting, uh, up and coming stuff and big stuff. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of creators that had millions of followers on, you know, on other platforms. So there's big stuff, there's small stuff, all kinds of stuff on there. Very easy to use. Uh, not, yeah, um, not like some of this other crypto stuff that's, uh, that's confusing. And so there is this important technology behind it. Uh, and there's this, it's, there's this big thing that, that, that we're creating with, with building this. Uh, but the website Odyssey is like, this is something you can use today uh, um, and, and have a good time using. You don't need to understand all the stuff behind it. For people who do want to, who, you know, who are into tech or computer scientists or engineers or whatever, um, we have all this, you know, there's library.tech, which is a website with all these materials and all this other stuff. But the real thing for most people is to go to Odyssey and just check it out. 
and okay. create an account and uh, and and find follow some people over there. Yeah, because I went to library. I don't know which one I went to, but I was like, I was like, what the heck is this? Open source software? I'm like, bah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I know what open right. source software is, and uh, and I, I'm I have a vague understanding. My brother's a programmer, and you know, so like I have. I have a very limited understanding, but I get it. So yeah, uh, but we're actually trying to have library move into the background. We want library to be this pure technology. So we want it to be something that like technology professionals know about in the same way that, you know, they know about other web protocols and all this kind of stuff. And then we want there to be apps like Odyssey that people can just pick up and use, you know, because too much, you know, one of the biggest things holding cryptocurrency back is this, it's not the most user-friendly thing. Um, it, it can it be kind of difficult not. to use and, and, and all this. And so, you know, we think it should just be about these really great experiences, products you can pick up that are enjoyable and the cryptocurrency should be a kind of, almost, I don't want to say like secondary, but like it shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to deal with all these like problems or complications just because, you know, because of blockchain. So that's the way we just tried to design it. You know, my mom can use it, you know, so um, that's, I think that's the main thing for most people is to just like, if you've ever been frustrated by YouTube or frustrated by what's happening with big tech or feel like they're taking advantage of you or, you know, feel like they're being, you know, manipulative or whatever, go on to Odyssey and check it out. You might really like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, now, is that where the library token is? Well, the library token is in a bunch of places in the same way that like Bitcoin is a bunch of places. So, okay. You can use the Odyssey uh, platform to move that uh, token around. You can also use other apps and other you know platforms and so on. But I always, you know, it's funny because we're in this um, case with the SEC that's around this financialization and securities and so on. But to me, it's like I strongly discourage like the like cryptocurrency is about empowerment. Crypto, the, what's exciting about cryptocurrency is it lets us do something that we couldn't do before. You know, so it means that if if you want to sell something, what it ought to be mean is that if you want to sell something online, whether that's you know firearms accessories or uh, or maybe you want to sell marijuana pipes or other things, where you know like this, it's supposed to allow us to be doing these free market transactions that like we ought to be able to do as human beings with one another. You know that the government is uh, inhibiting and getting in the way of. This is what's exciting about cryptocurrency is that this this hegemony and this there's a uh, this uh, uh, operation um, uh, choke point, if anyone's ever heard of this, where like under the Obama administration, like there were hundreds of businesses that were deprived access to banking and credit card processing because they were illegally, because they were just in areas the government didn't like. And yes, this included things like selling, um, selling bump stocks and suppressors and, and, and so on. The government just put pressure on the credit card companies. And these companies went out of business, not even through a, not even through a, a criminal Thing. Like literally the government calling out the credit card companies and being like, Hey, can you, we're going to screw you if you don't, if you don't deny these other people business, really, really outrageous behavior. You know, this is what cryptocurrency is supposed to solve. It's supposed to give us sovereignty uh, over our money. Again, it's supposed to say that, Hey, it's no one's business. If I want to transact with someone else, that's our business. It's not yours. Yeah. Um, and that's, what's important about this. Uh, and that's it's not about whether Bitcoin is worth ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollars. It's or five thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars. It's about can we use this to solve the problems that exist with the current financial system? Right? That is what we have to be constantly coming back to and constantly demanding out of the cryptocurrency 
uh, space. And that's one of the, I actually think the all the, and look, I've made money off of Bitcoin, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, like it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's like, that's not what's important. We can't, you know, what's important is this, this other angle. So. Yeah, no, and that's huge, and especially what was it last year? The year, yeah, it was last year, right? Where they did the six hundred dollars gets reported to the IRS. Any yeah. transaction over six hundred dollars? How absurd is this? You well, there's there's a case you can't here in New Hampshire, yeah. uh, as well as I actually have a, a an online acquaintance in Colorado. Um, there's multiple people in New Hampshire who are facing federal jail time, as well as this guy in Colorado and others, all for facilitating peer to peer acquisition of bitcoin and so they're saying that like you know you as someone you sold a couple hundred dollars worth of bitcoin to someone uh you know in person you didn't collect their id uh, you didn't collect you didn't record all this information about them so therefore you broke federal money transmission laws and you need to go to federal prison for selling someone bitcoin and not iding them and recording all their information i mean this is what they're trying to do i mean bitcoin is absolutely uh, uh, to the kinds of people who want to control everything, you know, Bitcoin is absolutely something that concerns them. Uh, and this is now what they're trying to do is they're trying to concern it. To, they're trying to control it at, at, at these acquisition points. And they've largely been successful, well, uh, honestly. Yeah. And that's the thing that really worries me because you really, so I agree with you. Uh, cryptocurrency is not easy. Uh, and as I think you and uh, when you and Tom Woods had a conversation, he was saying like, it's going to take off once it's, basically more user friendly user friendly and i agree with that because uh, honestly like it you have to know what's the difference between a custodial non-custodial wallet you have to go through you know and then don't lose that key that's like you know 20 digits long and then you know it, it, it it's not it is absolutely not easy um and then the other thing uh Someone told me I I don't own any cryptocurrency yet and I know I I'm awful and I should own at least some at this point but it's uh it's nerve wracking. And then also I didn't want to buy something that I'm going to have to again, get taxed on because I have to give all my information to the federal government again, that I'm buying another stock in something or I'm buying another whatever in something. So th that, that is kind of what's been holding me back. And actually my wife and I just had this discussion last night. Should we be holding Bitcoin? I'm like, yeah, probably. I'm like, literally we just <laughs> well, but that, But when you're saying, should we be holding Bitcoin? That, brings it back to the investment space. And maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's not. And my, if you're asking me what I personally do, the answer is I do spend a small amount of my money. I use a so-called weighted barbell strategy. And, and there's a small amount of my money that I, I put into cryptocurrency with the plans of, uh, of keeping it. But I think like it's much more about going through that practice of what is it like to acquire it? How can I acquire it in a way that is, uh, you know, not strongly tied to me, practicing using it, practicing securing it. And all these things you can do with value ranges in the tens of dollars or low hundreds of dollars, you know. So it's, I would say like, you know, that is a skills acquisition type thing yeah. that I think is worth doing for someone, you know, who maybe not for everyone, but I'm guessing for you and where you are like, yeah, yeah. Like you can handle it. It's probably worth going through and it, and you will now have an ability to potentially, you know, you'll have this this knowledge, and it will it will be useful. Cryptocurrency isn't going to go anywhere. It has problems. It hasn't solved some of these onboarding problems. It is facing these legal challenges and so on. But like, it works, and we now have this ability to transmit value and to do things on the internet that we never could have done before, and that's exciting. Absolutely. Um, and and so like that potential is worth 
you know, it is still sort of like the early days of the internet. And so, you know, you have this ability to be acquiring these skills and, and learning these things that, that will end up being useful. And then I think are decently likely to be a part of our future. And so, yeah, that doesn't mean you should be, you know, you know, dropping $10,000 or $50,000 into Bitcoin to hold it, but like, you know, spending $50 to buy some Bitcoin, to transact it, to learn about, you know, how, how could I potentially store it and these kinds of things. If you're the kind of person, especially if you're the kind of person who's already like has this attitude, who's like, I want to be practicing skills and yeah. yeah, it makes sense to, 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 to learn this, I think. And it's not, it's not the heart. It, it, we, the, we need to do better as an industry, but it's also like, not if you're you someone who can set up a podcast and do all this stuff like you're gonna be able to handle that's it fair. you know that's so, fair yeah. I, yeah. yeah like i don't know anything about uh I, well that's not true i know i know a little bit about tech but like it took me a while to get this website up and the podcast going and but i learned it you know i learned yeah. it so i it can be done i'm i'm sure um and <laughs> So yeah, I you're right. I should I should do it. Just do it. But uh, yeah, I was looking for the library token and I couldn't find it. So um, I was kind of like I was like, oh maybe you're, you're guilty until proven innocent. I mean that's and I can't fault some of the other people in the industry because the SEC is terrifying. It's like you get a call from them and it's like oh they went a hundred thousand dollars minimum. Like you get an email from them. You know it's 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 so costly and 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 even freely it's more than money. It's literally existential risk the amount of damage that they can do. So it's, it's like, you know, once you as, uh, once you, once we are facing this threat or facing this challenge, it's very logical, uh, for other people to, to, you know, kind of want to avoid us. And that's what we're facing. Uh, and it kind of sucks. Um, but it's, uh, a shitty situation that was created by the government, not by, you know, this. Um, so, um, there is, um, CoinX is probably the easiest way. And then there are also some, some pools you can use to swap from Bitcoin, but basically, yeah, you're not going to be able to pull out your credit card and buy library. You're going to have to go and get Bitcoin, uh, or get tether or get some of these other interchangeable ones, uh, and then exchange that, uh, for, for the library, library token oh, okay. is unfortunately that what you have sense. to do right now. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that makes. I was looking around. And I'm like, why can't I find it? This is crazy. I heard a mention, yeah, and, it's, it. and that's on? like, and that's literally, and like, we're still here hanging around, still doing all this business despite all this encumbrance, and this is all created by the government, right? Like, we would be happy. It's not like we would be happy to process credit cards yeah. <laughs> and give you some of the library token. Uh, that is not. Uh, it is not uh, our lack of desire to do so. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm asking this out of the blue because it just dawned on me that uh, so people uh, I heard an interview of someone in Southern New Hampshire where their house was raided in the early mornings. Uh, yes, was that you? That, yeah. Oh, okay. Like that was crazy. Like they no, could, that wasn't me. Oh, but I know you're talking you, about the Crypto Six case. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. I started to reference. I actually meant to talk about them explicitly. I'm glad you brought it up again. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. Think I so uh, this is uh, um, this is a group of uh, free staters. Uh, largely centered around a guy named uh, Ian Freeman, who oh, okay, yeah. is a is a pretty committed um, um, uh, Liberty guy. He runs a very big radio show. He's someone who does, I think, in in my opinion, a mostly positive way. Try to to push the limits. He, he can be someone who's a little bit controversial for some people, uh, but he was running a a, a business where uh, he was helping people exchange cash into Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, vice versa. Yep. Uh, I believe um, he was not doing some of the record 
uh, uh, keeping or policing that the government would like him to do. Although I don't know all the specifics of the case. Of course, I'll be speculating everything I'm saying and so on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and it's crazy. And it's crazy the way, yeah, they do this stuff. I mean, it's the same thing. They don't, you know, they take advantage of everything. Yeah. They, I'm sure they showed up. They, there's no need to show up at their house at 3 a.m., but they just like to do that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I think it's a, a, you know, there's no victim in in his case. I think it's a crazy case. I think he's absolutely uh, deserves no punishment. Um, uh, but it's an example of, of what they're trying to do. They want to make sure that anyone, if, you, if anyone out there acquires some Bitcoin, the government wants to know your name and your, you know, ID. So, so this idea that, you could give someone some cash for some Bitcoin and have that because you, know, you can go to, again, this is what's crazy is because you can go to a convenience store. I can go to a convenience store. I can go to all kinds of stores and go to a Walmart with all kinds of places. I give you some cash. I get my goods. There's not Walmart knows that that was sold, but no, there's no record of who that was. You don't have to give them your name. You go and you get the thing. It's a, it's you. And, and there's no reason that Bitcoin should not be in that space of things. In my opinion, there's a, that, that somehow, this isn't something that people can buy and sell without the government being able to see every, you know, so I, I, I think it's absolutely insane. I think Ian is uh, doing uh, a real public service by, by fighting this. If you want to talk about, he's, he's facing, and Ian is brave, much braver than me. I'm getting sued by the government, but if I lose, I just have to give the money. Uh, <laughs> Ian is facing jail time, okay? Ian will go to jail, potentially for like a decade or longer. I mean, this is something that was, took some real balls to do as far as i'm concerned jesus it's awful yeah the the woman that i was listening to on the podcast was uh talking about how they like raided her house at like three in the morning like guns ablazing like it's just ridiculous for for a financial crime these people were not dangerous people well and it's not even it's not even right uh a financial crime. I mean, they're not. They don't go after Nancy Pelosi. Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, for obviously insider trading. Yeah. They go after. Yeah. Uh, they go after the people who are uh, at risk to to the agenda of some very powerful people. I mean, that's why the spotlight's on on these people, right? Uh, if the government wants to go after a couple million dollars worth of financial crime, um, there's lots of lots of cases they have to choose from they're going after this one because it's it's libertarian people uh, you know attempting to uh, uh, preserve some of our freedoms yeah uh, you know, which from is why facts, this yeah. is this is the kind of thing they've got to go yeah. after and it, yeah well i mean good thing they just hired eighty-seven thousand new irs agents <laughs> yeah, so yeah right they're going to be able to <laughs> to uh, police no, those uh, rich you people. know uh, fact check just uh, only <laughs> uh, thirty thousand of them are going to be armed uh forty thousand of them are just going to be investigating poor people uh so i don't know why you're spreading such misinformation that's like the way they like no it's just the way they respond to these things is like well actually it's only fifty thousand so you're lying yeah uh, you know it's just like <laughs> yeah that's larger than the New York City Police Department. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Oh yeah. God! Uh, all right. Well, why don't we lighten it up a little bit? How did you How did you come to New Hampshire? You're from Philly, right? Originally. Yeah, I mean, I I came because of the Free State uh, Project. Um, okay. I was kind of ready for the next phase of my life. I was starting this company, uh, but also, you know, it's kind of time to start having a family and so on. And I, I came up and hang out a bunch of events. It took me, it took me and my wife, Rachel, um, you know, 18 to months, to two years to, to visits to decide to finally come up here. And, yep. uh, but we decided to, to, to come up here. I mean, it's been great. Uh, um, 
you know, if I look at something like, uh, you know, COVID, I can't imagine it uh, being anywhere else. I had this network of all of these people uh, who were, uh, you know, uh, not, not insane. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was that it was, uh, it was, it was mostly the free state project. There were some work and some other considerations. Um, uh, but yeah, I wanted to, um, I wanted to be, I, I, I'm a libertarian. I wanted to be among other libertarians. It seemed like there were a lot of them up here and they're doing some cool things. And I said, yeah, let's come be a part of it. That's awesome. Now, uh, why don't, could you just give a quick summation of what the Free State Project is? Oh, yeah, sure. Just in uh, case. So, uh, uh, the Free State Project, and I'm now on the board of directors of the uh, Free State Project, so I'm seven years uh, after coming up here. But uh, I, it's just a movement to concentrate liberty-minded. Um, I like the word libertarian, but they could be a constitutional conservative, You know, basically small government uh, kinds of, of, of people who want to shrink the role of government, who want to shrink the state. Um, the idea being that by concentrating in a single state, we can win. Um, um, it's working. Uh, there's yes, dozens of elected free staters, including the House Majority Leader, the government, the the governor in private calls uh, talks about how the free staters are, you know, taking over everything and uh, controlling more and more of uh, the state government of New Hampshire. We've had hit piece. If you want to, say, I mean, a real sign of success is is the regime media coming after you, uh, <laughs> and we've had uh, hit pieces from the New York Times, uh, Boston Globe, uh, NPR. And Rachel Maddow, uh, just oh. in the last couple of months. No one's going to uh, see that one. So, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is something that is uh, real. And a New Yorker piece is coming out um, nice. in a couple of weeks. Um, so, um, and, and it's because we're winning. Uh, we've fought the COVID regime, uh, scale, uh, uh, scale back taxes, uh, scale back spending. Um, uh, even like micro stuff, like, you know, um, deregulating haircut laws and you know all these ways that you can uh do this and this is why new hampshire is now ranked the freest state in the country by far well above florida uh and other uh states and it's something that's only accelerating more and more people coming out to visit and to come out here and so the idea is that you know we can uh really win by, by focusing on a, a single state it helps uh, that there's so many liberty-minded people here in new hampshire uh, uh, already, and I totally encourage them to also think of themselves as as, as free staters, whether they moved here or not. You don't yep. have to move here to be a liberty minded guy uh, or a girl in New Hampshire. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the idea. This idea that hey, your liberty has been losing nationwide. What if we concentrated, uh, you know, on a sort of smaller front? Um, and it seems to be uh, really bearing some fruit. It, it really has, and I especially like the gun law uh, bill that was just passed. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a nullification bill, right? So the federal perfect. government yeah. can't get involved. Yeah. Yeah, because it looks like they're about to uh, do pistol grips. So yeah, uh, for rifle for pistols. So and to um, me, this is like this is the tip of the iceberg, right? Like we can do so much more like this totally. by getting this base of people. Uh, I, you know. Um, and, and, and the funny thing is not to, I don't know how much you want to get into inside uh, New Hampshire politics, but like, they're just making us more and more successful. Like they are, are, they get so shrill about us <laughs> and, and it's like, cause they don't, they don't know what it's like to be a Liberty, uh, your minded kind of person where you're just constantly losing. So if you have our, you know, our kind of mindset, you see these people who are like, you know, screeching about how terrible things are. And you're like, wait, they're Liberty people. Like, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're our, our best recruiters. 
oh, for sure, when those people get really, really nasty, they, they look silly uh, sometimes yeah. when they say certain things. Uh, who was uh, someone called Ka- Carla Garrick, who is one of the founders? Uh, she They called her a um, colonizer, right? Yeah. 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 yeah someone who, f- and then uh, someone even referred to her as like a racist. Uh, it, it, for those of you who don't know, Carla Garrick actually uh, came from South Africa. She moved from South Africa and was an anti, uh, apartheid a- activist. So like, it's, yeah. just, it's yeah. just, it's almost laughable what they say about, you know, about her and about the free state project. And, uh, so I lived in New Hampshire for a long time and I didn't know anything about the free state project and I don't know why, but, uh, uh, I, Granite street, Granite state progress, uh, had a, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, they, they were having a presentation on the Free State Project. And I don't know why I thought it was going to be a friendly <laughs> a friendly <laughs> presentation. So I was like, oh, I want to go see this. So I went to my little town hall, actually the library. I take it back. We went to the library. And I'm sitting there. And they just start. I, there's no other way to put it. They're just talking shit about the Free State Project. They are just, they're just not nice at all. And uh, Carla was there, and a couple more people were there. Uh, I may be wrong, but I thought Lily Tang was there. I, I could be wrong though. Um, so it was it was just really it was really weird to sit through this. And uh, but someone to to the point I'm trying to make is uh, someone stood up and said, "Listen, I'm not a Republican, but I came to the Free State Project because I wanted to be more free with where I was living." So they were definitely a left-leaning, you know, politically, uh, but they just love the idea of liberty. Um, yeah. She said, we, we just, we wanted our family to be able to do what we wanted and, and not be, not be bothered. She's like, I, she's like, I don't know about all this other stuff, <laughs> you know, she's like, uh, she's like, but I'm not that and I'm a free stater. So like, what, why would you say this? Like, uh, and, uh, the, and the woman didn't really have a good answer for that, you know, but they had this presentation. They had PowerPoints. They had everything. So I don't know if you've seen this presentation, but it's. I have. I've been to yeah. several of those. It's oh, actually nice. plausible that I was even at the one that you were at. Oh, really? I'm, oh, yeah. I might have met you. Yeah, I've been to a number of those events. They um, they almost, they almost, well, like, they, I think they kind of realized that those weren't even the best for them because they would end up like kind of, because we'd all come out and just like kind of like you, like. They'd be like saying all this crazy stuff. We're like, we're all right here. Like, we're not, you know, that's not true. You know? I, well, I love um, that you guys go to those but, meetings. I love that Carla was there because one, I wanted to meet her. And yeah. then, uh, and then two, um, cause I, I heard her several times on, you know, Tom Wood show, a podcast that I listen to uh, religiously. And, uh, so I was really happy to meet her. And then I was also really curious about the Free State Project and a little bit more about it. I thought I was actually going to get an informational <laughs> Yeah. Well, you did. You did. I, did. I really did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll say for any of your you know audience that's, that's yeah. never been out to New Hampshire, come on, just come on for a visit. I'm always happy to help people. The Free State Project literally pays people to help you plan a vacation. So you go to fsp.org slash visit. We'll help you plan a trip. Uh, and then we have uh, this festival every summer. It's already passed this year called Pork Fest, yeah. uh, but it's it sells out every year. Uh, this year we had over three thousand people out um, for a big libertarian uh, camping glamping uh, festival <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in the in the woods. You can also stay in a hotel if that's your preference. It's not it's not too rural, uh, but it is. Uh, most people camp. 
uh, and it's uh, it's like a little libertarian village uh, springs up uh, with about three thousand people for a week uh, every summer. It's pretty fun. Yeah, and this year, uh, before we get into it, but uh, yeah, Jeremy uh, rode around with. Officer Rob. Oh, you've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've got about, I, you know, another maybe five to ten minutes. Uh, but, yeah, I've been doing these uh, these um, uh, political ads. Uh, they're satirical. Um, oh, they're new, fantastic. Yeah. Um, they're all available on my YouTube channel or my Odyssey uh, channel, which has kind of, I think, been scrolling. But if you just do, you know, Jeremy Kaufman videos or, you know, uh, Jeremy Kaufman YouTube or Jeremy Kaufman Odyssey, they'll pop up either way. Um, um uh, and, uh, yeah, they've been doing really well. I've been doing these, like, you know, they're, they're satirical political ads. The one that you're referencing, I did this one at Progress. This one's like pretty inside baseball. So I think yeah. you have to be, yeah, yeah, you have to like, know. you need to know Robbie. You need to know. Yeah. 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 If uh, you're, but if you're already into libertarian yeah. stuff, you'll really like this one. Um, <laughs> the other ones are all shorter. Like this one's yeah. like 20 minutes. This one's you're in for a long haul. Uh, but all the other ones are like, you know, 90 seconds or 30 seconds or they're these short little ads. Um, and they've, uh, people have been really liking them. They, they were, I see people replying with them on social media yeah. all the time. Um, the, the lizard people one is one of my favorites. Yeah. The, the lizard, the lizard people one is one of my favorites because it's the, it, one, it's the shortest. It's straight to the point. Like yeah. it's just straight to the point. It's hilarious. And we might want, run that one on, uh, on actual New Hampshire television. Oh, dude, and that would be so we're, funny. We're, we're you could that, definitely so. cut that into 30 second ad. I mean like no, tr- no trouble at all. I have a 30 second cut actually oh, in yeah. my, uh, yeah, in my yeah. inbox right yeah. now. So yeah, we're looking at, uh, running that one. Yeah. All right. Here's my, my last question for you, pork fest, because I'm always interested. I kind of want to go, uh, I got to convince my wife and kids that this is a great place for everybody to go camping. Um, how is it for children? And, uh, are there a lot of kids or are there no kids? Is it family friendly? Is it more like just, just a wife and, that's There's it. a ton of kids. It's very family friendly. The campsite has zones, so there is an adult area where, yeah. like, if you're, you might. It's but it's clearly like marked, you know. Uh, and so in the same way, you have, uh, the kids. Uh, it's you know one of the coolest parts about raising kids in a kind of libertarian culture is like, you know, libertarians tend to be more friendly towards you know things like giving your children autonomy like let you're trusting them letting them be so like there's that whole attitude pervades the thing there's all these children entrepreneurs you know going around trying to sell goods vending stuff Um, there's these free range bracelets that the kids get and so kids can wear these bracelets that like let people know like my parents said you know i'm allowed to go around and so there's this clarity there's there's systems that have evolved to make it clear about like you know, where people are at, um, everyone's kind of looking at it. It's, you know, everyone's kind of like looking out, you know, for one another, there are hundreds of children at Pork Fest, hundreds. Wow. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Um, there are a lot of kids there. Um, I bring all my kids. I, what I do is I actually have at this point, there's a whole cluster of other, you know, families and parents. We get a, a block of six campsites, uh, oh. you know, and, and all kind of, um, you know, do it together, but, but even but don't feel that you need to do that kind of thing. Single family, everyone's so friendly. In yeah. fact, we actually set up camp right by the playground and are always like, you know, welcoming and meeting new parents and that, you know, that kind of thing. So That's it's all, awesome. everyone's very friendly. Um, it's like, you know, it's like how ha- it's like, it's like a little bit hippie-ish, but it's like very libertarian at the same time. It's like a little bit of both, which I mean, you know, I kind of like, Oh, I call uh, myself a hippie yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great time. I, you know, a, a, 
my kids, every time they're, they're at Porkfest, like they're always able to push their limits. It's a place they get to push their limits a little bit more. They get to, you know, go farther away from mom and dad at Porkfest, you know, than they have been because it's a, there's not many environments like that where I can take them to where they can you know, do that kind of thing. So I, I think it's a really, really great environment for kids. That's huge. Okay. Sorry. One more question. Teaching freedom, teaching libertarianism. Uh, what's your plan? Cause I don't know. I want to do it. I've got the Tuttle twins books. I've got, you know, like, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I, I want to do. I didn't want to push a political ideology onto them. However, yeah. however, yeah. I want them to critically think about freedom, about liberty and what it really means. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm 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 bigger on critical thinking than them reaching libertarian conclusions specifically, although okay. obviously I reached those very strongly, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But but like, look, I'd rather them. I, you know, I, I'd rather them be be critical thinkers, and and even if they reach conclusions different than mine, I'd rather see them be, you know, be you know thoughtful and good thinkers and so on. So I try to emphasize like stuff like that more. They pick it up no matter what. Um, I mean, like, look, my I've seen the way that they echo back even things that they say about the government already. I'm like, you're three, you don't know what yeah, that like, is. You don't you know what you're that? saying. Um, the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, but part of the place they also get that from, and I'm I'm I, I was kind of a nerd on this stuff becoming a dad, um, and like there's a lot of evidence that the strong the most important single choice that you make as a parent is what is the community and peer group in which your children are being raised in. Mm. That is the single most important choice. That yes. that that choice outweighs a ton of the other choices that you make in your household. Because if you think about it, your children are constantly being influenced by their peers. They're constantly being influenced by their peers' parents. They're constantly being influenced by their schools. They're constantly being influenced by all these other factors. And so that's the single most important choice. That was part of why I came here. Because I said that, well, like, look, if my values are libertarian values, then like having a libertarian community and a libertarian culture for my children, you know, so I think, I actually think that if, if you want, if that's what you care about, then it's not enough. Like, I think what you do in your household actually isn't enough. You can do whatever you, there might be things that are better or worse, but the most important thing you could do is do they have liberty, you know, is it a libertarian culture that your children are embedded within? And I think that's the the biggest thing that you can do as a parent. Huge. Awesome. Thank you for answering that. Last question. Definitely the last question. All right. Okay. Now, uh, yeah. where can people get a hold of you? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm available in a bunch of places. Uh, if you create your Odyssey account, I'm uh, available at um, – my personal channel is K-A-U-F-F-J. My campaign channel is just my last name, Kaufman. I'm very active on Twitter at twitter.com slash Jeremy Kaufman. And then my campaign website is Jeremy4NH with the number four. Um, we have a mailing list. Uh, the videos are also linked on there, and you can learn uh, other stuff about the campaign or get involved. And if you like what I have to say, I uh, get yeah, donations are also very big. I'd love a donation uh, from anyone who has even just you know, 10, 20 bucks to support the campaign. It goes a really long way. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I had like a million other questions, but I, the conversation was great. Thank you. Thank I'll you come back. Time. I'll come back on awesome. like, you know, three or six months or something. Okay. All right. All right, folks, you know how to get hold of me. Brendan at dads, www.com and uh, can't stand me. Hate mail at dads, www.com. I want to hear it either way. So, uh, all right, folks, thanks for listening. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. you.